Thanks for joining us now on KVCR for KVC Arts, Arts and Entertainment, as well as the people and places providing it. I'm David Fleming. On this edition of the program, we're finding out more about Riders on the Block, welcoming two-thirds of the team, Jose Navarez and Jamie Lee Musser. Thank you for joining me on this. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. We're so excited. I appreciate you coming in greatly. Uh, We'll address the Wednesday gatherings in a bit, but first let's just start with really a description of what Writers on the Block is. It's more than this Wednesday gathering. It's a collective, a hub, and even looking at it as a publisher for writers of a variety of types. I guess basically we're looking at the what, when, and why of it all. It was actually founded by our friend Andy Green in about 2015 at a small record shop called Cat's Alley in Redlands. Mainly what it is, it's a poetry open mic. They were doing that for about a year or so, and then it became mostly an online group. So we were doing a Facebook page, and I wasn't an admin yet, neither was Villain. It was just Andy running it at the time. And people were posting their poetry on there, and there was just a huge community of people giving each other feedback or being like, this is really powerful, thank you. And then they would be inspired to post. So we had this big Facebook group full of poetry from local poets. And that's when I reached out to Andy and I was like, hey, let's start the open mic thing again. We should get people out here. So we started doing it at Taylor's in about 2018 or 19. So this was a few years after Cat's Alley, but again, this group never stopped writing and interacting with each other. Way cool. Now, we'll get more on the gatherings in just a bit, but let's go ahead and go into this with the dog poem. I don't even have a title for it. (laughs) Is there a title or is it just the dog poem? I called it Throw. Throw. Okay. Okay. Let's hear that one, Jamie. So my roommate's dog, if you've ever been over to my house, he will have a toy in his mouth and will drop it at your feet and Mm -hmm. he will not leave you alone. If you throw it for him one time, he will definitely not leave you alone. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of a poem in his perspective. His name is Zuko, by the way. He's a good boy. He's Mm. a good boy. (laughs) So this one is called Throw. If I were you, I'd throw all day. I do not know work. I only know play. I wag my tail. You pat my head. But I don't want pets. Please throw instead. (laughs) If there is one thing I like more than you, you'd be way more cool if only you threw. So don't make me beg. Just throw the ball. I do not have thumbs. I am not tall. You can throw well. You can throw strong. I cannot throw. I am a dog. Thank you. Love it. I think it was the I do not have thumbs. I mean, it captured me right away when I heard this one on the first Wednesday event at the vault in Redlands, the first Wednesday of January. That's when I heard this poem, and I just really wanted to be a part of this broadcast somehow. We'll have some more serious stuff a little bit later on, but that was just a fun way to take us in. Jamie Lee Muster and Throw. Jose, also known as Villain. They are in the studio to talk about writers on the block. Let's address the title just briefly. Is this a play on words as in, hey, all the people on the block, as in the neighborhood, or perhaps playing more with someone having a writer's block? It is definitely both of those things. Yes. Previously, we were going under the name Slam Bam Thank You Ma'am way back. uh, That's our day one working title. And... um, as Jamie mentioned earlier, we got more and more people involved and it became more of a hive mind. And we thought it fit to revise that title just a little bit. So, mm-hmm. 
I didn't yeah. even know what that meant until someone explained it to me oh, years later. Yeah. I was like, oh, maybe we should change that. I don't know. <laughs> That's much more than clever alliteration there. Okay, uh, yeah. Okay, so a little bit about the two of you. How about uh, your background? Anything in the world of arts entertainment, but really definitely how long you've been writing in any form you want to take that. We just heard one of Jamie's poems. Let's start with Jose. I've been somewhat of a musician since I was about 13 years old. I found a guitar up in the rafters of my garage, and I would sneak in and play it when my mom was away at work. And then one day I got the courage up, and I was like, hey, mom, can you buy me a guitar? And she said, why don't you just keep playing the one in the garage? (laughs) I was so busted. But she wasn't mad. She embraced it. So I've been musically inclined ever since. Presently, I am kind of writing poetry still here and there. Took a long break from that. I kept hosting events and participating as much as I could, but my poetry is really taking a backseat. I'm trying to focus more on music. I should point out that we've had in the past on KVCR, it's Fox and the Red Hairs. Yeah. Uh, Dylan is the drummer with this band. Jamie, how about you? Some of your background in the world of writing. So honestly, I've been journaling since probably I could write. I think that even started in like elementary school. You know, I was doing mm-hmm. the whole... Dear Diary thing. Sure. And it was about middle school when I started writing poetry. And as it began, it was more of just an outlet to express some of my feelings because, you know, being a young teenager is really complicated. So that was the way that I coped. Often during lunchtime, I was the one who was just sitting and writing. I didn't have a lot of friends during that time. So I... (laughs) I know, right? Can you believe it? But... (laughs) But that was my way of coping and getting to know myself. I would say that journaling is actually my favorite form of writing, but a lot of my poetry will stem from that. So I learned to kind of take my journal entries, but go a more creative route with it. And that's when I started picking up on rhymes and learning about stanzas. And I was just really interested since a young age. Okay. Can either of you speak just a bit about Fred, his background, as there are actually three in this dynamic duo? Yeah, Fred is an absolute gem. He's driven, he's motivated. Everything he does, he puts his mind to, he absolutely will accomplish. And his creative process, I guess, is sort of reflective of that in so much that he doesn't really write too much, I'd say, whimsical stuff. It's very expressive and it's not so much like to the point, Mm -hmm. but it's almost like you can tell it's a bit of a therapeutic outlet for him. Mm. Absolutely. He goes out into nature a lot. He does a lot of hiking and camping. So there's a lot of nature elements in his poetry. I always tell him that he has a Bukowski complex because some (laughs) of his poetry is, you could tell, very inspired by Bukowski, who is actually one of my favorite poets. The neat thing about Fred is I met him through the Writers on the Block Facebook page. When we were posting poems, we ended up commenting on each other's poems. And then it got to the point where we were personally messaging each other with our poems. Like, hey, can you give me some pointers? Or, hey, how do you feel about this? Then we met in person. And we've been best friends ever since. We've been friends for about five years now, me and him. Now, we did already address, Jamie, that some of your stuff comes from an elaborated journal entry or it started off in one way. But just like writing a song, when you are writing, sometimes you're writing of an experience and sometimes you're writing of an imagined experience. Mm -hmm. So probably it's a mix of one or the other or maybe one then the other. 
I'm wondering if you feel like you have certain tendencies or a propensity toward one or the other, you know, actual experiences, much like that elaborated journal entry, or Mm -hmm. if you're imagining what that desert would be like if it could only grow a rose. Ooh, I yeah, like I don't that. know. That just came out. I hope somebody's that's, recording. That's I hope poetic. I'm recording. <laughs> Fantastic. So for me personally, it's usually based on what I'm going through in my life. There's this thing I learned in college. It's creative nonfiction. So I would say that that is what I would call my personal genre. It is from personal experience. Again, a lot of it is derived from some journal entries. And I would say that I give myself the title of journal-styled poetry. It doesn't necessarily follow a form. It's kind of free flow, but I tried to add creative elements in it. I try to create visuals. I try to describe what I'm feeling in that moment in the most creative way that I can. Nice. I tend to take a more interpretive approach where I'm kind of reacting to real life experiences and interpreting them in a way that would help me understand them kind of like a self-therapy session sort of deal. I do have a small part of me that likes to do a purely fictional, or I guess you would describe as the imaginary side of things that didn't happen or how they could have happened. Mm -hmm. But those works that I put out don't typically get much further than the scrap of paper that was in front of me when I thought of it. Mm, Gotcha. Uh, I wrote a short story a while ago, just a handful of years ago, and I've done nothing with it since. Mm -hmm. I've read it at the poetry event, I think twice now, over the last, what, six years (laughs) Mm-hmm. I've read it twice, and I always open it up, and I say, hey, if you want to create a character for this fictional town I've created, get with me later, and I want to add more characters. So there is like a sliver of fictitious writing in me in the creative realm somewhere. Cool. But I, I tend to be more reactionary to what I consider my reality. Gotcha. I almost would think that you probably have a pile of paper somewhere that will be something someday. Being a person living in the modern era, my uh, pile of paper is a bunch of notes in my phone's note apps. Gotcha. And they're okay. all little one taglines. Like one of them actually on here, it says, you can't wear that on the radio. Because <laughs> I thought I just popped in my head and I was like, that's going to be something someday. And they write that down. Is that from Frank Zappa? You can't do that on the radio. I don't know where it's from. <laughs> okay, okay. But okay. I just thought you can't wear that on the radio. And then this morning when I went to go pick up Jamie, she's like, all right, I'm ready. And she was wearing her house slippers, little like whale fluffy <laughs> stuffy. And I was like, hey, you can't wear that on the radio. <laughs> Serendipitous. I knew I was forgetting something. <laughs> and David Fleming in conversation with Jose Navarez. Uh, you may hear him referred to as villain throughout this interview. Also, Jamie Lee Musser. We're speaking about Writers on the Block and more about this specific Wednesday night event in just a moment. But before we take a quick break, Villain, how about reading a piece? I believe this is not one of yours, but you're reading from one of the zines that this group produces, yes? Actually, this is one of mine from our zine, so you're correct on both parts. Okay, check both marks. So this is from our eighth and most recent issue. Heroes and Villains was the theme, and being that my nickname is a villain, somebody said I should write about myself, which was supposed to be kind of a joke, but then I started writing it down and it became a little bit more autobiographical and it's not so funny anymore to me. (laughs) (laughs) This is called Someone Else's Story. I'll take and take and ask for more. I'll help myself first and make you a chore. If you say I'm wrong, I'll declare war. This is the rule you've written for me. I'll twist your words. I'll tell you you're wrong. I'll say that your friends don't think you belong. If you ever do leave me, I won't move along. You must love to paint me so poorly. I'll never believe 
I'll always lie. I'm never around whenever you cry. If you ask me to change, I'll just say goodbye. I'm always the villain in your story. Oof. Totally cool. Thank you. That was Jose Navarro's AKA Villain, along with Jamie Lee Musser talking about Writers on the Block. It's an online hub for writers to share their works, to give and receive feedback and more, but it's also a live event. Now we're talking about Wednesdays at the Vaults, which as long as this has been going on, I only became aware of it just before the January gathering. So this is held at the Vault Martini Bar in Redlands. I expected maybe a small gathering of a few people desperately hoping for more. The room, though, was pretty much packed from the edge of the door going all the way to the back, as well as a few benches set up toward the front, basically allowing for a path to the bathroom and then trying to seat around that. That's kind of what was going <laughs> pretty on. Pretty much. And so there was also a table set up immediately to the right. Some zines. What else was on this table that we had there? Typically on that table, we'll set up the zines and the sign-up list. And occasionally, some of our members will have goods for sale. Like our co-admin, Fred, he makes handmade leather goods. Cool. And keychains and small metalwork stuff. So he'll lay those out for sale as well. And journals, really, really beautiful journals. Nice. Well, we mentioned the zines. Let's hear about what's in them, how often they're out or typically out, and, of course, how people can submit and be a part of this. All right. Well, we do about Mm -hmm. two or three a year. So I would say it's about every six months or so. We announce the prompt usually on our online platforms, Instagram and Facebook. We let everyone know what the theme is going to be. Whenever a zine is completed, we have the next theme on the very back page so people can already start getting their gears turned, getting ideas of what they want to submit for the next one. It's really fun putting these together because me, Villain, and Freddie will get together and we'll just go through all the submissions. I love reading things from local poets and we really, really want to have this sense of community. We hand-stitch them. Freddie has these really nice thread that he uses for his leather work. So we workshop it. Like we pick out all the stuff that we want to use. We put it in a document. We do a table of content. We also get art submissions. So we'll do like a vote on what piece of art is going to be our cover. And then the rest of the art pieces will be scattered throughout the zine. The beautiful part is that we also don't charge anyone for these. It's donation optional. And the donations is basically for the printer, the ink, the thread, all the things that we need to put them together. But we really just want people to have these. They're a really nice relic, especially if you're a part of Redlands or from this area, just having something that has all the local artists at that time. I really think it's like a time capsule. That's a great way of putting it. That's really wonderful. Part of the process is we also do curate the order of the poetry. We kind of try to build a flow, like a natural feeling progression. We mm-hmm. do, Like she said, we'll read through it. We'll kind of do some proofreading and editing if we need to, but we'll spend 10 minutes per poem. Like, ah, this feels like a beginning, middle. Like, the, no, this is the closing poem. Like, this one is the opener. Like, we read them, fill them all out, and put them in an order that will hopefully make sense to the readers. I oh, feel man. the one in the middle is always the most pivotal. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Especially because the way that the books are stitched together, like if you open it, it kind of automatically goes to the middle. So that's kind of where I don't want to say we put our favorite poem, but more so like one that we really want people to see, like right when they open up. So if mm. one of us score the middle page, it's like, yeah, uh. <laughs> <laughs> we made it. <laughs> oh, that is totally cool. At these live events, 
I'd imagine that there have been many, or at least several, who have been there purely as a spectator, but eventually ended up writing and sharing as well. Have you experienced any of this? Because it really speaks to the inspirational level of the type of thing that this is. Right, yeah. Definitely. That does happen. That's one of my favorite things about the event, actually, because someone will come in and they're really timid. They're like, oh, no, I just want to watch. And either A, they find a poem that they wrote maybe even back in high school or like years ago, or they will write a poem literally while sitting there. We try to discourage people writing like during the event, but, you know, it happens. Or maybe they write it during intermission. Like they just feel so inspired that... I don't know, they have to go to the bathroom and write a poem real quick. They're just so inspired to get up there. When they walked in, they were so gung-ho about, like, I'm not going to read. Then it happens. And then, of course, us admins there, we're always there to plant the seed. We don't pressure anyone into reading, but, you know, I'll approach someone and be like, hey, you know, this is a really supportive environment. If you ever wanted to try reading poetry, this is probably the best space to do it. And then I always remind people, I'm like, also, like, people are going to be drinking a little bit. So (laughs) if you're really that worried, (laughs) don't be because, you know, everyone's just having a good time. No one's going to remember that one time you stuttered or anything like that. You know, we're just there to support people. Now, tell me about, please, and this is almost trite to say, but something that you've learned from doing this for several years now. Mm. And I don't really mean any kind of deep philosophy regarding human nature and some sort of Jungian type of approach that's collect, you know, unless that's what you got. Mm -hmm. But really, maybe it was a surprise. You saw the timid person with the loudest voice, or maybe it was a realization, something about the people or the experience. I just really love seeing people, what they're capable of when they're given a platform, such a supportive platform. And just really watching them come out of their shell and blossom. I mean, part of why we're called Writers on the Block, kind of going back to why we're named that, it's because we want to inspire people to write. So instead of having that writer's block, we're all on this block together, right? But we're working together to move around it. And like that, I just love watching people open up and really explore their creative side and enjoy doing it. I know that some people, for a fact, have become better writers because of these events. They want to have something for the next month. Mm-hmm. They're writing all month long or, you know, sometimes even the night before. Sometimes I even do that. <laughs> but just to have a few to share with people. And it's really amazing because it takes away that pressure of like everything has to be perfect. You have to have rhyme, rhythm, stanza. Like, no, you just have to bring yourself and your self-expression Yes. Oh, that is so cool. You just brought this so wonderfully full circle. I almost don't want to say anything else now. That was, um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, that was really fantastic. Well, you know, we're close to wrapping anyway, so let's just talk about what kind of online presence you have, uh, whether it's purely in the realm of social media. There's the Facebook page, Writers on the Block. It is a private page. How does a person get into this private group? Invite only. Invite only. So basically they just request that they want to be in the group. It's not hard to find. You just type in writers on the block in Facebook. You sent in a request and there's three of us, right? So it's really quick to get in. Usually one of us gets it right away. We get a notification. So-and-so wants to join. And I believe that there are rules, right, that they read first? There's a set of rules, I believe, and some questions as well. 
I think the question is, why do you want to join Reddit yeah. on the block? Yeah. Do you yeah. remember what I sent in when I submitted? I don't. I put I in, I want to be a member because I want to help promote this on national public radio. <laughs> wow. So that must have been Freddie, and he didn't tell us. Yeah, it was approved. <laughs> Thanks, Fred. <laughs> I would have so, screenshotted yeah. that. Come on. <laughs> it was something like that. It's uh, about on my show about arts and and so anyway, but it was approved. So yeah, the only reason yeah. it's private is because it is so intimate, and people will write about some very serious things. Mm, gotcha. Okay, okay. So we want them to feel protected, like it is private, and they're only going to be speaking to other creative people who are also putting themselves out there, and also ads. You know, we were getting yeah. a lot of like random car ads, and yeah. that mm, gotcha. got annoying okay now this facebook page this also seems to be where the updates and announcements are is this the best spot to be the facebook page the facebook page i think sees the most activity but we are trying to transition that or at least spread the load to instagram as well it seems we get more interaction on instagram but facebook has a better format for posting poetry as far as like maybe a longer format poem or something like that it's really hard to fit a picture of a long poem in a single one-by-one one square on Instagram. Yeah, it'll crop it. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> oh, yeah, good point. The only unfortunate thing is people are using Facebook less. So we've been suggested by some members of Writers on the Block that maybe we should move to threads? TikTok. TikTok, TikTok threads. Yeah, maybe like... they should move to Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. Get on our level. Come on. Yeah, because that's where we started. So we really love our Facebook page. Our Instagram is mainly where we do our promotions. So that's where you can find out when the next upcoming zine's going to be, when the next event is. Mm -hmm. Our event flyers are actually really cool because we take pictures of participants going up and reading and I always go up and give a disclaimer like hey you'll see me taking pictures of you if you're not comfortable with being on our flyer or being online just let me know during intermission or after the show or let me or villain know and our Instagram is w-o-t-b for writers on the block underscore redlands so again the writers on the block events they're at the vault martini bar in redlands the first Wednesday of each month Signing up by 7.30 or 8, something like that? Sign up list opens at 8. And okay. our event usually starts around 9 because we want to give people plenty of time to trickle in. And, of course, you know creatives. They're not <laughs> punctual people. <laughs> like, I think even I've been late. I, I resemble that remark. <laughs> I've never met anybody. In wow. The first Wednesday of the month. And so we've got, what, two Wednesdays coming up before the next one at the vault. Yes. This is really something to look forward to. I've been to one, but I'm you know, really trying to spread the word on this, and it's well worth going to as just purely a spectator or a participant, however you want to handle it. So thanks very much to, again, Jamie Lee Musser, Jose Navarez, also known as Villain, for coming in and helping to get the word out on Riders on the Block. Thank you again. Thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate your interest and the time you're giving us. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this ever since I found out. It's wonderful. Let's go ahead and close this much the same way we opened it with some poetry. And Jamie, we had the wonderful, it was the poem formerly known as the dog poem, but actually known <laughs> as throw. So that was a fun way to get us going. Now, some serious works that you have as well. So let's get another one from you, Jamie. So this one is one of my favorite pieces. I wrote it during the lockdown. What inspired it was I remember sitting at my computer and you can watch these videos of people driving through empty streets. 
because everyone was locked inside. This was at the very beginning. So it'd be someone driving around LA or like New York Square and it's just dead. Like there's no one out there. And it was the craziest thing that to watch. bizarre to see. It was bizarre. So I was inspired to write this poem. This one is called A Bird's Eye View. It's about looking at the world during the lockdown. Look down over Vegas. Notice no one dances. No one kisses the whores except for the men who never worry. But best believe they're still drinking in hotel rooms, hanging like display cases, with gates closed and pools thirsty. Look down at the traffic in LA, how it's in no hurry, and hear no one talking on the plane. The brush of a shoulder is just portraits away. Paint yourself out of the picture. Keep everyone safe. Look downtown, remember music, remember staying out late, memories as sweet as marmalade, now eat it slow and grateful. Look in the window, marvel at the unhit eight ball still on the pool table. We used to ask the wrong questions. Now we don't question anything at all. Wear the mask. They have boarded up the glass again Afraid we would cut ourselves to jump in, to pretend this never happened. Now all the hungry hipsters take notes from the homeless, like how to live on the outside, what it's like to not be allowed in, to understand privilege and precaution. They painted oranges to keep us safe. The spray cans sing, we are together six feet apart. We are together, sick and separate. We are together with our mouths open. We are together, hungry and desperate. You can see all of it from a bird's eye view. Thank you. Oh my God. Jamie, you keep on saying or reading things that make it hard to follow it up with anything else. (laughs) Mic drop. Well, I take that as a compliment. Thank you. Yeah, as well, yeah. Villain, how about you two as well, sharing something? I believe you have something actually by Fred, the missing member of this party. Yes, the missing link. Um, (laughs) He asked me if there was any time to read any of his works. It'd be the one from our zine titled Redland's Pride. It's pretty self-explanatory there. But the title of this poem by Fred is Behind the Bars at Brookside Park. I let him use her. She drooled praises along his fingers while he plucked the strings like pimples. Denim blue eyes, saying spattered words, speaking trouble into every verb, a vagrant with a rich mom. He was never a person she wanted him to be, held together by dental floss and apathy, snorting Adderall, knowing it was wrong. I hated that she fell in love with his songs. The space bag was opened in the dark, third wheel, alone in the park. I watched as he memorized your flavor with his tongue, I was madly in love, and I'm sorry. She fell for the wrong one. Oof. Wow. Yeah. All right. Jamie and Villain, thank you again for your time, and we'll see you Thank you so Wednesday. much. Once again, the live events are at the Vault Martini Bar in Redlands on the first Wednesday evening of each month with sign-in by around 7.30 or 8.00. And we forgot to get it out there, but the theme that they'll be looking for and working around for the next zine is comic relief. And poems can be submitted at WOTB, as in Writers on the Block, 
wotb.redlands at gmail.com. Again, wotb.redlands at gmail.com. Deadline is pending, so watch social media for updates on that. Thanks again to Jamie Lee Musser and Jose Navarez, a.k.a. Villain. And here at KVCR, thanks to Lillian Vasquez, Rick Duloc, and Shireen Awad. Music beds and themes heard on KVCR. It's composed and performed by Sean Longstreet, so thanks to Sean as well. Find many past KVCR's programs via podcast through iTunes, NPR One, Spotify, and Google Play. And most past shows are at kvcrnews.org slash arts. I'm David Fleming. Thanks especially to you for listening and for your support.